0: Yes, Galatians 5, 22 and, and 23. We've been in a series on the fruit of the Holy Spirit. And as you're turning there, I uh, want to share something about gentleness. Last week we were focused on the... Uh, the fruit of gentleness right the fruit of gentleness well i came across this little story a wife a wife texted her husband on a very cold winter's morning it's very cold you folks down there in uh, trinidad you don't know about very cold all right But anyway, she texted her her message to the husband and said, windows frozen, won't open. Windows frozen, won't open. The husband texted back, gently pour some lukewarm water over it and gently tap edges with hammer. (laughs) Well, the wife did what he said and five minutes later, The wife texted back quote, the computer is really messed up now. (laughs) Some of you got that? Some of you are thinking I don't know what he's talking about. Of course the the husband thought she was talking about the house windows and she was talking about the computer. Microsoft Windows. Uh, Interesting things happen in regards to communication, don't they? Now normally, as I said in the message last week, normally I prepare my messages from scratch using combination of prayer, my Bible, various books and commentaries that I have in my wonderful library in the office and using the internet as needed. A few weeks ago, however, during my research and preparations for this series, I came across a message on gentleness, actually from another part of the Bible, um, I came across a message on gentleness by Pastor Rick Warren of the Saddleback Church in California. And when I heard it, when I heard it, I was, I was just greatly blessed by all that he shared, and I said to myself that when I eventually got to, the fruit of the Spirit being gentleness, I wanted to use his message and communicate much of what he said in his message to you. And so I I gave full credit last week and I want to give full credit to Pastor Rick Warren for most of what I'm about to share with you. And um, I, I meant to put at the bottom of your handout, take your pink handout there, I meant to put at the bottom. Something like, you know, from Pastor Rick Warren, because I always want to give proper credit to people when that is the case, okay? So take your pink message outline. If you don't have one, slip your hand up, and the ushers there can quickly pass one to you. Isn't pink nice, huh? Isn't pink nice? There is a summary of last week's message on a white piece of paper in your bulletin. For those of you interested and anyone wanting to hear the series uh, going back several weeks can look at our website, the Rosewood Church of the Nazarene website. All right. So, the fruit of the Holy Spirit is, according to Galatians 5, 23 listed as follows. Let's read the verses together in unison, okay? But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness and self-control. Gentleness. And that's where we're at today. Gentleness. The Lord by His Holy Spirit wants to create, wants to produce, wants to bring about a wonderful spirit of gentleness in your heart and mine. And this is what we're focusing on today. In the message last week, if you look at your Notes there, you'll see that last week we talked about the benefits of gentleness, the benefits, and uh, the first benefit we talked about was gentleness is what? Or gentleness diffuses conflict. Gentleness diffuses conflict. Uh, I should have mentioned this last week, or unless, if I didn't, uh, diffuses, diffuses means to, to make Uh, A difficult or dangerous situation calmer, okay? That's essentially what diffuses means. Gentleness reduces conflict, in other words. And then secondly, in last week's message, we talked about how gentleness disarms critics. Gentleness, Gentleness disarms critics, and how true that is. So now, now my friends want to come to the third benefit of gentleness. And it is this. Gentleness is persuasive. Go ahead and fill in your blank if you wish to take notes. Gentleness is persuasive. I want you to think about this. If you are a salesman or a saleswoman and you have to sell a product, you definitely will benefit from being gentle, from practicing gentleness. Why? Because the hard sell hardly ever works anymore. It might have worked many years ago. Some would say it did, but it just doesn't work. Okay. It used to be that um, you 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 got the attention of the world by being the loudest advertisement, the most boldest, and all you had to do is to be loud. Fast and strong and people will say okay, okay um, I'll buy what you're selling I'll buy the vacuum cleaner I'll buy your car Uh, years ago I used to see um, I don't know if you still see them anymore years ago I used to see these men on TV who, who talked real fast they talked Real, real fast and, and loud, and they would say, Hi, hi, my name's Nick the Greek. Come, come and buy a car. No money down. No credit check needed. No payment for a year. No hassle. Come, come and meet my two new grandchildren. And if you, if you don't like babies, if you don't like babies, meet my two grown-up children. If you don't like children, come and meet my wife. If you don't like wives, come and meet my three cats. Remember some of those commercials? Well, they're different than what I'm telling you exactly, but, okay, you know, whatever you have to do, come buy, buy the car, buy my car, buy my car, or buy two cars, buy three cars, or more, buy one for Granny, okay? Uh, there's probably not a chance that you're gonna buy a car from Nick the Greek if, if you know, I came across real strong like that, right? When someone comes on really hard and forceful, think about it. What's your automatic reaction? You back off. Isn't that right? Yep, says someone. You, <laughs> Jenny, okay. You back off. The heart cell rarely works anymore. What is it that works? Gentleness, gentleness. Usually, you don't buy a car, a vacuum cleaner, or a computer, or a TV, because of a forceful sales pitch. You buy it because someone recommended it. You buy it in part because someone used a gentle approach with you. That is often the case. Look at uh, these Bible verses, okay? You see Proverbs 25, verse 15, latter part of it up on the screen there. Um, gentle, gentle speech breaks down rigid defenses. Okay, that's from the message. Read it with me, would you? Gentle speech breaks down rigid defenses. What's that mean? It means if you want to convince your boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, wife, or parents to do something, remember... Gentle speech breaks down rigid defenses. Uh, The New Century Bible version for Proverbs 25, verse 15b says this. The New Century says, read it out loud. A little different translation. A gentle word can get through to the hard-headed. Amen, says someone. (laughs) A gentle word can get through to the hard-headed. Headed. All right? If you are a parent, screaming at your child usually does not work. Never discipline in anger and in frustration. Always discipline in love and do it gently. Amen? All all that screaming does is it creates fear and resentment, resentment, and they become defensive and put up more barriers. That's right. If I want to persuade you, if I want to persuade you, which I do, to, to live more for Jesus Christ, usually I must do it in a gentle way. I could stand up here on Sunday mornings and in a loud voice... I could scream at you and tell you all the things that are wrong with you and tell you what terrible people you are and what will happen. Most of you will build up emotional barriers. You'll build up barriers and you'll say, forget that Pastor Nick. Forget that Pastor Nick. I don't need to be screamed at at church every Sunday, occasionally, but not every Sunday. Right. Screaming at people in this society usually does not work. All right? It it doesn't work in the pulpit. It doesn't work in your home. It doesn't work if you are a teacher. And it doesn't work in your workplaces. Gentleness, however, is persuasive. Amen? Amen? Proverbs 25: 15b says, "A gentle word can get through to the hard-headed." Now lo- look at uh, Proverbs 25:15b in the contemporary English version, and here- here's what it says. Well, I'll read it out loud from the big screen. Patience and gentle talk can convince a ruler and overcome any. Problem Any problem Here's something to remember when reading the Bible. Anytime you see the word "ruler" in the Bible, you can interpret it to mean boss, manager, supervisor, CEO," because, because we don't have, quote, "rulers in Canada today, right? We are in a democracy. And so we don't have rulers, but all of us have a boss. A manager, a supervisor, CEO, or whatever, and so anytime you see that word, a ruler, you can just say, "Oh, boss, uh, supervisor, whomever." Patience and gentle talk can convince your boss, manager, supervisor, and overcome any problem. Any problem. Uh, by the way, I, I came across this little story. One one company boss, one company boss asked another. He said, tell me, Bill, how come your employees are always arriving early to work? Bill replied, that's easy. 30 employees and only 20 parking spaces. (laughs) (laughs) Has nothing to do with gentleness. (laughs) Well, since we're talking about bosses, whatever. Okay, Uh, notice also Proverbs 16, verse 21. All right, read it out loud. A wise, mature person is known for understanding. The more pleasant his words, the more persuasive he is. Okay? So if you want to persuade someone with your idea, your product, your faith, or anything else, you must be pleasant and gentle. Now here's a statement To remember. Here's a statement to remember. I'm never persuasive when I'm abrasive. Say it with me. I'm never persuasive when I'm abrasive. Amen? Husbands, if ever your wife is being abrasive, husbands just say, sweetheart, sweetheart, you're being abrasive with me. And I heard in church that when a person's abrasive, they're not persuasive. Amen? Amen. (laughs) By the way, by the way, teens, teens, you, you you can tweet this, okay? I'm never persuasive when I'm abrasive. Go ahead, teens, tweet it. I'm never persuasive when I'm abrasive. All right? Gentleness, however, is persuasive. Let's go now to the the fourth benefit of gentleness. The fourth benefit gentleness, number four, is attractive. Attractive. This is a really big one, okay? This is a really big one, especially if you are looking for a husband or a wife. So you single people, listen carefully. You married people, listen because you need to always be helping single people. Okay? If you want to be more attractive, you need you need to experience more and more from the Lord the fruit of gentleness. You need... To have the Lord infuse you more and more with His gentleness and for you to learn to practice more gentleness in your life. Now, this is true both in men and in women. One of the laws of life is this I attract what I am. Fill in your blanks. I attract what I am. I don't attract what I want. I attract what I am let it sink in for a moment let it sink in all right if you want to attract for instance a godly man you must be a godly woman if you want to attract a godly woman you have to be a godly man you you can't be you can't be some rude dude in a crude mood. Right? You can't be a rude dude in a crude mood and say, you know, I really want one of those good women. You will attract what you are. And so gentleness attracts gentleness, and godliness attracts godliness. Here is some marvelous advice for men. It comes to us from 1 Timothy in the Bible, chapter 6, verse 11, part B. Okay? Pursue righteousness and a godly life along with faith, love, perseverance, and gentleness. Did I put that in your handout? Yes. Pursue right read it with me out loud, okay? Pursue righteousness and a godly life along with faith, love, perseverance, and gentleness. What is righteousness and a godly life? What is it? Well, it means you and I are praying and seeking, seeking the Lord to fill us with His Spirit, to create the fruit of the Spirit so that we are more like Jesus. We are thinking and doing the right things. We are thinking and doing the right things. And another characteristic of a man of God is that you have faith, it says. You have faith in God. And you are loving. You, you persevere. You don't quit so quickly. You don't give up. You don't quit easily. You persevere. And what's the last one there? Gentleness. Amen? For you single men, I want to give you a little advice. I want to give you a little advice. little advice because Dr. Love is in the house. <laughs> or I should call the real Dr. Love, Antonio <laughs> Anthony. <laughs> anyway, Dr. Nikki Love is here, okay? <laughs> guys, guys, if you want to attract a great woman, you need to do what Boaz did Boaz B as in beautiful O-A-Z some of you are thinking who is that guy well his story is told in the Old Testament in the book of Ruth here's a little summary Boaz was a young businessman and he was pretty successful he had a, a very big farm and he had his business interests going pretty well most of you women would have been pretty happy to meet this guy, okay? One day, one day, he looked across his field and he saw some stragglers taking, taking wheat from his crop, from the fields. Now, Boaz had already harvested the crop, but there, there was a little bit left over, and many times, very poor people would go out into the fields that had already been harvested And the poor people would find the leftovers. This is called what? You know what it's called? Gleaning. G L E A N I N G. Okay? Boaz looked out across the field and saw one of the women named Ruth, who had been very poor because her husband had died. Her husband had died. She was young, but she was a widow. And her husband had died, but she had decided to take care of her aging mother-in-law, whose name was what? Naomi. Naomi. That's right. So Ruth was out there in Boaz's fields picking grain. Well, Boaz could have, could have gone out into the field, and Boaz could have been rude and crude and ruthless... He could have been mean. He could have said, you know, something like, get off my property. Get lost. Get off my property. This is my property, and you don't have any right to be harvesting my grain. However, Boaz was not rude, not crude. Instead, he was gentle with Ruth. Not only did he allow her to pick some crops, He also complimented Ruth for taking care of her aged mother-in-law. He was very kind and very gentle with a total stranger. And Ruth responded in this way. I put Ruth 2, verse 13, 14 in your notes. Let's read it from the big screen. Here's how Ruth responded in today's English version. Ruth, together... Ruth said to Boaz, you are very kind to me. You have made me feel better by speaking gently to me. So then at lunchtime, Boaz said to Ruth, come, have a piece of bread with me and dip it in the sauce. Now notice, notice, you have made me feel better by speaking gently to me. Guys, a woman always feels better when we speak gently to her. Is that right, ladies? You didn't know I was that smart, did you? (laughs) Someone over here said, that's right, (laughs) that's right. (laughs) Said gently. (laughs) Okay, Boaz, Boaz then invited her out to lunch. And verse 14 continues on to say, Then Boaz passed some roasted grain to her, and she ate until she was satisfied and still had food left over. Still had food left over. So he gave her a doggy bag. All right? Now, this is a good thing. Boaz was being kind and gentle. And because Boaz was kind and gentle, they ended up developing a relationship, falling in love, and getting married. You ought to read the whole story sometime in the book of Ruth. Now, uh, why, why is that story even in the Bible, by the way? Here's why. Because Ruth was not even Jewish. And it had been illegal for a Jewish man like Boaz to marry a non-Jewish woman, but he did, and God had a plan in it. In Matthew chapter 1, where it gives the genealogy of Jesus Christ the Messiah, there are four women mentioned in that genealogy, and one of them is Ruth. God used the marriage of Boaz and Ruth as one of the marriages to bring the Messiah into the world. In fact, in fact, Ruth had a grandson and his name was King David. And it all happened because Boaz, it started because Boaz was gentle with a woman he didn't even know. So here's the point, congregation, here's the point. If Boaz had been ruthless, he would have been ruthless. (laughs) Now to fully appreciate that statement, you've gotta know that ruthless means mean cruel. Okay, ruthless means mean and cruel. Uh, when I first looked it up the, in the dictionary, <laughs> uh, when I first looked up Ruthless, it said, without Ruth. <laughs> I, said, I, I said, dictionary it means more than that. Anyway, I kept reading. <laughs> I, think, I think I read it to uh, Raven who was in the office when I just happened to look it up in the dictionary in her office. <laughs> but uh, anyway, if Boaz had been ruthless, mean, miserable, um, evil towards her, he would have been Ruth-less, would not have won her heart and her hand, okay? All all that history happened with Boaz being gentle towards Ruth, okay? Uh, If you've got a little space there, write write down down this this statement. Two words. Gentle men, gentle men are... Gentlemen. <laughs> there you go, Anthony. Gentlemen are gentlemen. Alright. Alright, let me let me talk to you women for a for a bit here. Gentleness is attractive not only in men, but it's also attractive in you women. First Peter chapter 3, verse 4 and 5. In the New Living Translation say the following. Let's read it out loud from the big screen together. You should clothe yourselves instead with the beauty that comes from within, the unfading beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit which is so precious to God. This is how the holy women of old made themselves beautiful. What is beautiful? Here it is. A gentle and quiet spirit. A gentle and quiet spirit. Amen? All right. Here is the fifth benefit. Here's the fifth benefit of gentleness. Number five. Gentleness communicates love. Husbands, one of the fastest ways to improve our marriage is to start talking to our wives more gently. Yeah, I'm just waiting for some of you women to get with it. All right, let me give it to you again, husbands. One of the fastest ways to improve our marriage is to start to talking to our wives more gently. Thank you. Thank you. It'll do wonders, won't it, ladies? Amen. Amen. Colossians 3:19 says, this is the new century version: husbands, love your wives and be gentle with them. It's really amazing how often this word gentle comes up in the Bible when you start to study it. New Living Translation, New Living Translation says, "Husbands, love your wives and never treat them harshly." Wow. You know what? Any fool can be rough and rude, but gentle men are gentlemen. Right? Pastor Rick Warren says, A great marriage is the union of two great forgivers because you will hurt each other a lot in life. And that's a part of gentleness. Gentleness is not only a key to an effective marriage. Gentleness is also a key to effective parenting. We've got a lot of wonderful parents here and grandparents. As I said before, never discipline out of anger and frustration, but discipline out of love. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 4 says in the Amplified Bible version, it says, Fathers, do not irritate or provoke your children to anger. In other words, don't do things which will intentionally make them upset. It goes on and says, do not exasperate them to resentment. What does that mean? It means don't, for example, it means don't raise the standard so high there's no way that they can meet it. You, you for example, might ask for B's on the report cards. And then you ask for A's. And then straight A's. Listen, I'm all for high grades. It was a top priority for me when I was in public school, high school, University of Toronto, seminary, and all that. I'm all for uh, the highest grades possible. But, but we have to be careful not to exasperate our children, right? There are some kids, there are some kids who can get straight A's with um, Well, usually it still requires a lot of work, but with not as much work as some other kids, okay? Some other kids have to work like crazy and still will not be able to get straight A's. Bottom line is uh, we do not want to exasperate our children so that they don't build up resentment, amen? The Bible verse goes on and says, but rear them up tenderly, Tenderly in the training and discipline and counsel of the Lord. My friends, gentleness communicates love. And so, and so, the fruit of the Holy Spirit is gentleness. I've shared with you. Five of the benefits of gentleness. In another message, sometime I'll, I'll share the last three, which also are, par- are powerful. Okay? But I want you to reflect upon the benefits we've talked about. Number one, gentleness diffuses conflict. Read it with me. Number two, gentleness disarms critics. Three, gentleness is persuasive. Four, Gentleness is attractive. Five, gentleness communicates love. My friends, the Bible says that the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, and gentleness. May your prayer and mine be, Lord, produce, create, bring about the fruit of the Spirit in my heart, in my life. And as we've especially focused last week and today on gentleness, let's truly say, Lord, I see the I see the many benefits of gentleness. Never really thought about it much before. Never really gave it much attention. But Lord, inspire in me, create in me, produce in me the fruit of gentleness. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we're thankful, we're thankful that you by your Holy Spirit desire to produce within us the fruit of the Spirit that we've been speaking about, that you tell us about in Galatians 5:22 and 23. Lord, create and bring about more and more gentleness in each one of us, including this pastor Lord, you know how gentleness is lacking in so many of us and in so many situations. And so often there is much hurt, much pain caused because of a lack of gentleness, whether it's in the family, whether it's at work, at school, or at church. And we pray, O God, that you would bring about this beautiful fruit. Thank you, Lord, for inspiring Pastor Rick Warren to, to um, discover a little bit more and to help us discover a little bit more the benefits of gentleness. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.